you know, Michelle and I had a humongous team with our former company mm-hmm. and we never got the same respect as the men did in the business. So yeah. we would hit numbers higher than them mm-hmm. and then they'd be featured in the magazines. We would do, we'd have right. the better persistency than them, right. but they'd be the ones they all talked about. And you. this is the first company I've ever worked for where they take so much time and effort to appreciate the women and motivate us and mm-hmm. gather around us and help us succeed. Mm-hmm. That is why I'll never go anywhere else. See you life for life. Thomas Roach, Director of Marketing with Senior Life Insurance Company. We're at the beautiful home office in Thomasville, Georgia. And like always, we are all fired up. Today, we have a very special guest. Traveled a long way. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Jill. Jill, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you joining us today on the podcast. Um, So you're with the Riley Life Group. And you and your business partner, Michelle, I guess kind of because I don't know that whole story. Kind of explain like how long you've known Michelle and how long you guys have been working together, I okay. guess. We'll start like how you guys met, I guess. How, this how, is a good story. So yeah. we've known each other since we were children. You know, we okay. met around 10, 12 years old right. and have worked every job together since we were that young. I oh, mean, wow. I'm not even going to say where we started because it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> now we started working at like McDonald's in high school together and literally okay. just worked our way up and got into the mortgage business together, got into insurance together. Right. and have always worked every job together. So you guys met as kids. Absolutely. And just just continued for your entire lives. At this oh, point. yeah. We fight like sisters, but it works. <laughs> right, right. So what I guess, because for me, I would think being uh, in actual business with a friend, because you guys are a partnership, your agency yes, is together. Mm-hmm. So how does that kind of dynamic work? Because for me, I feel like, I don't know, with my friends, I, I know a lot of knuckleheads. It might For me, I feel like it wouldn't work as well, mm-hmm. or I may have some frustrations. How do you guys deal with things like that? Like just whenever you bump heads and things. The good thing with us is we don't work in the same office. Oh, okay. That has been one thing that we have <laughs> right. found through the years because we used to, and it was just, that yeah. was never going to work. We're very different personalities. Okay. You know, she's bad cop, I'm good cop. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not good at the, the mean stuff. I'm just like, you know, but don't tell right. her I said that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, honestly. So, you know, she handles like leads and the back end and the finances and mm-hmm. all of that of the business. I do the recruiting, the training, the hiring. Okay. So we've separated roles. And I feel like that must be why it works so well. I got you. Because we both have different things that we do for the business. Was there anything or any time or an example of why you guys needed to do that? Any time like early on where something happened and you guys, was it like a conscious decision or did it just kind of naturally happen? Oh, it was a conscious decision. <laughs> so what happened yeah, with that? Yeah, we were working in a room about the size of this, you know, okay. when we first started and mm-hmm. it was the two of us and we'd both be on the phone. We're both loud. We're Boston girls. <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of like the noise factor, but it right. was also, you know, she has her way of doing things. I have my way of doing things. Right. And when we both are just shooting ideas at each other, it gets overwhelming Mm. and it winds up turning into, you know, sometimes a little bit of a tiff. Okay. So we decided (laughs) if we both just like write everything down and then address it later on and we have a specific day of the week that we meet and we just go over everything. (laughs) It works a lot better. (laughs) So there's a specific day where you handle all those things. Yes, absolutely. That's wonderful. So kind of explain to me because I I don't know the full story or the full scope of how you know Josh and how you guys uh, came to know each other. Yep. So we've known Josh about 15 years. Okay. Um, we were in the mortgage business, of course, Michelle and I together Mm -hmm. and Josh was actually my boss in the first one of the offices I worked in. Right. And when the mortgage market crashed in 2008, Mm -hmm. we all didn't know what we were doing with ourselves. Right. 
And Josh got right into insurance. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, nope, I want nothing to do with it. Don't tell me about it. I want nothing to do with it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have that image in your head of, you know, the typical insurance agent, how yeah. it used to be. Right. And I wouldn't listen. He kept calling me every month. Jill, just come on the road with me for a day. And I'd be <laughs> right. like, no, I don't want to be an insurance agent. Right. Come with me on the road. Finally, I said, Josh, if I go on the road with you one day, will you right. never call me again and talk to me about insurance? Right. I went on the road with him. He made $1,800 at the first sale. And the I was like, wait, one. how do I get my license? <laughs> how do I go about doing that? And like, that was just changed everything right then. And it there. was that simple. Just mm-hmm. seeing what he could do in such a short period one of time. One appointment. I was like, I can do this. Okay. So just you went in with the confidence because a lot of people, you know, I wonder uh, when they go from kind of one industry to final expense Mm -hmm. that it can be kind of a scary thing. And and I've never worked with mortgage stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. know how that all works, but it's still I I assume that there's differences. So just with your huge confidence level, is that how you manage to adapt pretty quickly or? I mean, the funny thing is life insurance is so much easier than mortgages. Okay. With mortgages, you're only as good as your last month. You oh, don't wow. carry anything over. So you don't have the renewals. You don't have the lifetime income. Right. You only have what you did last month. Mm. So that was something that I really appreciated immediately getting yeah. into insurance. The other thing was insurance. I close a deal. I'd submit the paperwork and I was just done. Mm. And with mortgages, you know, you're chasing after people. You're getting more documents. You have to get the appraisal, the title, right. the deed, the this, the that. Right. And you're counting on 40 people to get paid. Mm. We're here. I was counting on me. And I knew right. the amount of income I could make and how much happier I would be knowing I was in control of my income. Mm, there you go. So whenever so Josh makes the transition into final expense and you guys join him. I joined him. You joined him. Yeah, so. Michelle still was not going to listen. Okay. So it was about <laughs> six months later that Michelle finally wanted to come on board and I she came you. on board too. What do you think was her moment or her aha moment that made her want to come on board? I think she saw how happy I was okay. and how much it was really an industry that I kept saying, this is the next mortgages. This is mm. like, this is the next big thing. Right. And we're talking back in 2008, you know, and it was like, we were super excited to find something new yeah. to get behind. So how long have you been with Senior Life now? About a year. About a year. Mm-hmm. Coming in with Josh, Josh was, with a, was at a previous company and you were as well. Yes. Uh, so with that, like, what are some of the differences, you know, because uh, I, I heard that you were very successful at your previous company. Yes. Uh, why would you even want to make a change? I, I feel like if somebody's being successful, there's no reason to really go somewhere else. What would make Senior Life seem, you know, more more nice for you? I mean, the biggest difference is Senior Life is like a family. Yeah. And where I was in the past, it was like everything was very hush-hush and closed off and you couldn't right. meet the people that ran the company. And right. you would never sit with an owner and have a conversation or have dinner with the vice president and right. so on and so forth. It just never was a situation. We were on a president's council trip one year mm-hmm. and no one hung out with us. It was just like, we you won, you had your own room and it was everything was great. Right. And at the gala, they'd all stand in the front and you could just say hi across the room. <laughs> but it wasn't how it is here. It's right. in your life, it really is a family. And that's, I think, the biggest turning point for me, the biggest reason I was here. Right. Um, but also senior life, you know, they believe in us. It's not just, mm. we're not just numbers here. Right. You know, I walk into home office today for the first time and everyone knew who I was. Yeah. And that's huge for me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So it, is it really that different in the industry? Cause like, I, I guess, uh, I don't want to say I'm spoiled, but I've spent my whole career with this company. Oh, you're spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess so. I, I'm from Thomasville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. This is where I started working. I've been with the company over 12 years now. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of other companies. Is it really that big of a difference, especially in final expense, the family atmosphere and the company culture here? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, a lot of other, and I've worked for many different companies. Mm-hmm. So the one major company we were with for eight years, but besides that, I brokered for a while. So I saw several different insurance companies. Right. And there's a lot of like shady things that happen. And I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but this is like no better way to put it. Right. You know, 
you write a policy and if you miss one chargeback and you don't pay it back, they take away all your renewals for life. Oh, wow. And they don't even let you know you had the chargeback. So there's a lot of things the companies just try to get money out of you. Right. And they really don't treat their agents like they're part of the company. They're more just, you know, something on the side that helps them make business. Right, right. Um, There's, I mean, I could make a list. There's a lot of things (laughs) with these other companies. I mean, being a number, that's number one. Um, Really low commission levels. Yeah. Or if they gave you high commission level, it came with no leads, no Mm. lead financing. Right. Um, if you got financing, you never saw a check. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's a lot of things I could, I could, right. I could write a book. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of leads, that's one thing, you know, that we have an abundance of. That's a program, you know, that we work really hard. Um, definitely shouts out to Wade and Melanie who are over all that. And it's mm-hmm. really, um, perfecting the things that Ron kind of created himself. Yep. But how important is that? That's one thing that like a lot of people, a lot of agents think they can make their own leads. They think they have their own techniques. They can do this. They can do that. From your, you said, eight years experience plus your year with us in an almost decade long career at this point. How important is it in final expense to have a lead source like that? It's the most important thing. Leads are the lifeblood of this business. Absolutely. So if you have leads, if you don't have leads, excuse me, you have no inventory. Mm. And it's funny because somebody, Mitch said it this morning, but I always say, you know, this is your business. It's like having a grocery store. Right. If you open up the doors to a grocery store and you have no food on the shelves, no one's going to buy anything. You're not going to make any money. You're not going to sell anything. Right. So you need to have inventory in order to have a business. Mm. And the leads we have here are super great quality. Yeah. You know, a lot of companies cannot get TV leads. I can tell you that from the years of experience as well. Okay. I've only known one other company ever that's been able to get TV leads. Wow. We have Spanish speaking leads, which no one else could get for us all these years that we were looking (laughs) for them because we have a big Spanish team. Yeah. And Senior Life has been able to provide all the different lead sources, the different, you know, different levels of cost for people that want to start out with a Facebook or another lead source. Right. And the consistency and the availability that Mm -hmm. we always have leads available for our agents. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. One thing that um, I've always uh, admired and respected about Ron, Ron is a person that he doesn't care about who you are, where you're Mm -hmm. from, what you look like, anything like that. It just comes down to. Um, if you're going to work hard, absolutely. that's it. That's, that's the thing that he pays attention to the most. And he, he seemed, you know, I hung out with you guys yesterday a little bit during the event. He seemed very impressed by you and Michelle, but sometimes in business, uh, you know, it can be a little bit of a, a uphill battle for women. Yes. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, the, maybe the stereotype for insurance is it's kind of an old man's game, there you go. but things are changing at this point, mm-hmm. which is very, very good. Um, have you had your shares of, of battles or things like that, that you've had to struggle with as being a woman in an in industry like this? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And I can't even believe I didn't mention that when you just asked me the difference between <laughs> senior life and other companies, because that was one of my biggest complaints ever. Yeah. You know, Michelle and I had a humongous team with our former company mm-hmm. and, we never got the same respect as the men did in the business. So yeah. we would hit numbers higher than them mm-hmm. and then they'd be featured in the magazines. We would do, we'd have right. the better persistency than them, right. but they'd be the ones they all talked about. And you. this is the first company I've ever worked for where they take so much time and effort to appreciate the women and motivate us and mm-hmm. gather around us and help us succeed. Mm-hmm. That is why I'll never go anywhere else. Senior life for life because <laughs> of that for sure. That's, that's, that's awesome. What is, and what kind of role, I guess, were, were those, I guess, let me, how do I want to say this? Were those some of the factors too coming on board? Because I mean, whenever you're, whenever you're with uh, Josh and he's showing you how much money he made so quickly yes. on that one outing, I mean, but it had to be more than that to want to come on board, right? Or was it just that simple after leaving a failing industry and then having a company you weren't happy with? Was it really just that easy? No. 
I mean, it took a lot. I mean, it was that easy once I got to that point because I'd right. already heard him been talking about it. <laughs> it was probably a year that right. he was talking to me before I actually went. It was about, you know, the freedom to grow your own business, never yes. being in an industry again that is based on the economy. Yeah. You know, we had our best months ever mm-hmm. when the rest of the businesses were going under. Yes. Um, and during COVID, it proved to be the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. we just rolled right over and were able to do telesales. Yeah. Um, meet with our clients outside. There were just so many options that you don't find in those other industries or yeah. other companies. Yeah. And I know um, the other companies were struggling to try to find a way. Yeah. And this just worked. Yeah. So I think having a recession-proof industry was the number one thing to me. Yeah. Being able to make as much money as I wanted mm-hmm. and not having to work as hard. When I was in the mortgage business, I was salary because I ran my own branch. Oh, wow. And it didn't matter if I worked till 1 o'clock in the morning. I yeah. still got the same check. Yeah. And my commissions were great. But I was only, like I said before, I was only as good as my last month. Yes. So you had to constantly be on. And there was no time to really train my team because I had to still be producing myself. Yeah. So kind of explain to me because you touched on it briefly as far as being a broker. Once again, my career has been here this whole time. So lucky you. I've never um, have experienced that in any kind of fashion. But a lot of people that come on board that they have a similar history. A lot of people think if you're it's great to represent so many different companies Whereas I feel like Ron's idea is always make it easy, make it simple, you know, one kind of product, one kind of thing, one kind Absolutely. of focus where, you know, they have all these different companies as a broker. What was kind of like your experience with that? Um, and, and and kind of explain to me, I guess, the timeline. Did you do final expense and then, then the broker and yeah. back to final expense? Absolutely. So it was always final expense. Okay. But I did final expense direct for a carrier. Mm-hmm. Then I went a, f- a year, maybe two. Right brokering and then came to senior life. How did that year or two as a broker go? So when you're a broker, you're broke. I mean, people don't realize that, you know, 140% of zero is zero. People (laughs) are so stuck on contract levels that they'll work for somebody forever never see success. Yeah. But they won't come over here because they're afraid they have to drop their contract. Mm. And that to me is ridiculous. When you write out your mortgage check every month, do you write it out to a percentage or for a dollar amount? (laughs) Right. You know, I just want the money. I I don't care about what percentage I'm getting. You know, I want to be with a company that believes in me, Mm -hmm. that believes in the agents, believes in the business, and it's going to be here forever. Yeah. So that's more important to me. And being a broker also, it was crazy. Mm. So just myself and being in the industry as long as I have, if you're working with 30 different companies or 10 different companies, you walk into a house, you can't present anything yet. First, you have to gather all the information from them. You can't even tell them anything about you or what company you represent. Mm. Then once you find out all their health conditions and their meds, there's a chart that's like the size of Texas (laughs) that you have to line up. Okay, so they have this health condition. They're this age. Oh, no, but they take this medication. It was like a puzzle Mm. trying to figure out what anybody qualified for. When I did my first slice application, (laughs) I was like, this is it. They tell me what it qualifies for. I was done. That was it. That was it. I canceled all my other contracts immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, see you later. So tell me, like kind of explain to to those out there because a lot of companies still use paper apps or yes. they have like a a fillable PDF that they claim is some kind of an app or something like that. Yes. What, how much of a game changer do you feel things are like slice and leads the way? I mean, game changer all the way. Yeah. I was doing one company I was brokering for had a 27 page application. 27, 27 page. pages. And I'd be wow. in a house and you know, you sell the husband, the wife, the kids, the grandmother, whoever it is, you're filling out 27 pages for every single member of the family. 150 pages. Oh yeah. You could be in there for five hours. Wow. And everything still had to be faxed in. You'd have to take a picture of the check or you'd have to send it in via the regular mail and it would take forever to get paid because you had to wait till everything gets received. Right. It was just, it was 
It was horrible. Yeah. And like you said, the technology has just made it so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're entering it in. It's carrying information over for you. So you don't have to keep inputting the same information over and over. Right. And on that second part where you can add like the legacy members and then it carries all their information over. Right. Makes it even easier. <laughs> right. Just like you're already in the next application. Yeah. So just makes life a lot, lot easier. So for yourself, because I've never heard anybody say they wanted to be an insurance agent when they grew up. And I know whenever we interviewed Josh on the podcast, like he was like going to be like a firefighter at one point. I know we had Dan on the podcast and he was like going to be like a priest or something like that. Like, yes. and he did military as well. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Like whenever you were younger, you said y'all like first jobs were even at McDonald's and everything. But like, what were, what were some of your aspirations when you were younger? As a child, this is a weird one. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Okay. I don't know. It was out of nowhere, but as a child, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. My parents had to buy me like, colored pencils and books and I would just draw all day long fashion design. Oh wow. But never really moved forward with that. Right. That was never something that went any further than that. Yeah. I did always know I wanted to own my own business. Okay. That was something that from the beginning. Yeah. I didn't want to work for somebody else. I hated working for other people when I did. Right. You know, through the years, retail and restaurants and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right. It was never I knew that was not where I was staying forever. There was no way. Mm, wow. So I always saw the bigger picture. So then kind of thinking about your career as you and Michelle work together continuously, who out of the two of you, who's the the quickest one to kind of get into something or get it started or kind of be able to make those transitions? Does one kind of go first and then bring the other one or do you guys kind of hold hands? Oh, it's always you. (laughs) (laughs) Because she has to think of things. So this is again, why our our business works so well. Right. She thinks things over. She does the research. She looks into things. Mm -hmm. and I just jump. Just go. This sounds great. Let's do it. Right. She's like, whoa, what are you doing? So how much like how how much stress do you cause her then? Oh, a ton. (laughs) Absolutely a ton. And she always wants to be talking about this, talking about that. I'm like, can we just do this? Let's just keep working. Let's just go on the road. (laughs) And she's like, wants to work, you know, details and spreadsheets. And she's very analytical where I'm just I want to be out there selling. I got you. I got you. So an analytical versus an impulse. Impulsive. That's my word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it it must be a lot of fun for her then to have to deal with that on a continuous basis. (laughs) Um, One thing you guys talked about during the meeting, you know, one of the great things about Ron uh, during the meeting, he opens the floor up. He wants to hear what you guys have to say, Mm -hmm. be it, you know, how business is conducted with the home office, things you're trying to do for your own agency, things like that. He always wants to hear your questions so that he can help. And one thing that you were really talking about yesterday was just, you know, growth, continuing to grow for your business. How important is that? How important is it to have a downline? And forgive me, because I don't know exactly how large your downline is now. We've got 84 agents. 84 agents. And so that's continuing to grow. I knew it was up there, but I didn't want to say a number being correct. <laughs> um, how important is that to have your downline at this point? How, how how great is that to be able to grow your business like that? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And knowing I have the support of the company. So yeah. that's another, we can get into that too. Right. You know, Every other company I've ever worked for, I've never had help recruiting. I've never had anyone help me with marketing, help right. me with the support. Right. You know, having somebody in home office that's connecting calls to me and people that are interested in the job. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. The amount of help you get here for recruiting is amazing. And having a downline, it's they're like my kids. You know, I want to make sure that they're all successful too. Yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, and maybe we take it a little too far. We do, you know, two days straight of training when they come on board. Right two days of on the road training with a top manager, Mm -hmm. they're trained before they go out there on their own. When we first started in this business, and even though I worked for Josh, he was brand new as well. So he didn't really get a lot of training either. We were handed a book and they said, go sell final expense. And And we said, oh, okay. Okay. 
So Michelle and I went up to her lake house for a week and we laid on a raft in the middle of the lake with books all about final expense insurance and looking okay. up articles online and listening yeah. to things online, you know, right. audios, videos, right, recordings, right. anything we could do to learn about final expense. And we taught ourselves everything. Wow. So we tried to make it easier for everyone else by implementing the things we learned. How important is that to kind of know the product and know how to sell before you recruit people? Before you recruit people, it's super important. Yeah. But before you sell, it's not. My agents do the best the first few weeks when they don't know anything. Yeah. Because they're not scared yet. Yeah. You know, they just get out and they go, well, I'm just going to do it. The people that don't succeed are the ones that are paralyzed by preparation. Okay. You know, they want to read everything. They want to do everything. We did that too. We did it on a weekend and went right to work on Monday. I got you. We have agents that have been with us three months that haven't left the house yet because they feel like they don't know everything. Mm. And you're never going to learn. You have to fail forward. You have to get those no's in order to get the yeses. Yeah. Every no is a good thing. It's one step closer to a yes. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. As as Josh continues to grow, and uh, you know how was you said whenever he came on board at that first company, since they didn't train him and he was brand new. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does he even know what to do at that exactly. point? But he's a little more seasoned now. Um, he's been with us like four or five years now, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's excelled greatly. Um, he's he's one of my favorite people in this company. I, I have a lot of love for Josh. But how how much how much had he changed as far as a leader goes? From that first company to now, since he's worked with Ron so much, he's worked with Robert Shiver so mm-hmm. much. How much of a, a more of a strong leader have you seen in him? Oh, he's a completely different person. Yeah. Not that he wasn't always great. You know what I yeah. mean? Josh is a great guy. Um, I, out of every person I've ever worked for, for with mm-hmm. in my entire life, not even just this career, he has always respected women and given us what we deserve. And that's yeah. why working for him was different than working for anyone else. Yeah. But he has just developed his his let's see i don't know how to put it but his confidence you know he's become so confident in what we do and the company itself that it just shows when he talks about it his belief and his trust in this company i got you one thing josh uh, he's a huge sports fanatic and you being from boston the boston area are you the same way i sure am yeah so what do you feel about tom brady being in florida i don't like it very much (laughs) (laughs) but he's getting old anyways time to go i got you (laughs) fair (laughs) enough fair enough um so kind of thinking about your agency uh, with you and Michelle, like what are some of your goals? What are some of your short-term goals at this point? Okay. Short-term is locking up Mass in Rhode Island. Okay. That's for sure. Okay. Followed by Virginia. Mm. And we haven't decided who else we're going to crush yet and take over the rest <laughs> of the states. No, okay. we really would like to take over as much of a territory as possible. I got you. Know, you. we want to grow to a huge level. I got you. Yep. So what about? I'm going for Josh's job. Going for Josh's job. All right. <laughs> it's on camera. So you guys. I'm just kidding, Josh. <laughs> But what? Okay, so that's that's so that's your short term goals. So what oh, would be your long term? Short term is just Mass and Rhode Island. Okay. Long term is a little bit of the growth around I the country. You, but and I want to have my managers be as successful as I am. I got you know, you. I want to have them. You know, we have a few of them here with us this week. Yes. And they all had a problem with the confidence of believing that they can do what we do. And I think having them talk to Ron and Robert and everyone and being here, mm-hmm. I think they're all ready to take the next step. And that makes me happy for them. Why do you think they were apprehensive to begin with, though, in the beginning? They blame themselves. Okay. So it's a numbers game with agents, as we all know. Yes. You know, you don't hire 10 agents and have 10 top producers. If mm-hmm. that was the case, I would have been a bazillion years ago. <laughs> right. You know, I have 84 agents and yeah. probably 20 of them work full time. I got you. And that's how it works. And I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. It just means I need to double and triple hire. Mm. 
And with some of my managers, they had like three people and they all were horrible mm. and they never left the house. They had no motivation, no work ethic. And they'd right. just be like, it's me. I'm a horrible manager. I can't do this. Mm. But hearing Ron talk about the people that happened, that happened to him with and yeah. Robert talk about it and Josh talk about yeah. it. She knows it's not just us saying it to make her feel better. Right. Using one specific example. <laughs> right. um, but I feel like it helps them knowing that everyone started in the same spot yeah. and that we all, if we all can be successful, so can they. I got you. So when, so whenever you were at the previous company, you had a, a very large yes. downline and, and those things have definitely um, continued. Uh, whenever you first got in, especially going from the mortgage business where mm -hmm. you guys were working together and you were kind of managing yourself at that point, how hard is it to manage a downline? How hard is it? Because there's a lot of people like that are going to watch this okay. who are ready to grow. And that's the thing about senior life. Our whole idea is for you to come on board and then grow. Absolutely. But but they may be a little scared of that. Managing people can be hard to some people. Absolutely. Did you find it hard in the beginning? So just being a good salesperson does not make you a good manager. Right. And that's something that a lot of people just feel, oh, I'm a top producer. I should manage a team. And that's not always necessarily the truth. Right. And somebody might not be a top producer. They could be a phenomenal manager. Yeah. So I feel that everyone should be recruiting because everyone deserves this opportunity. Mm. So even if you're not ready to build a team yourself, right. you should always be talking about senior life. And like we say, be a billboard for yeah. the company Yeah. because there's so much opportunity for our friends, our family, our neighbors. Mm -hmm. That's not fair that they don't know about it. Right. So if my team, I always tell them, if you bring somebody on, let me train them. Bring them on. I'll right. train them. I'll support them. I'll do whatever you need. When you're ready to manage, mm -hmm. I'll move them onto your team. Yeah. So I don't think anyone should wait to start. Yeah. I think, you know, have your confidence, believe, and let them know what you do every day mm -hmm. and let them decide. Yeah. And bring them to me or, or whoever your manager yeah. is and let us do the hard part. Yeah. It's not easy. I mean, running a downline, I'll be honest with that. It's not the easiest job I've ever done. Right. You know, you have to manage everybody's personalities differently. Yeah. <laughs> and when you have a large team, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, and you can't make people work. That's the other thing. Yeah. So you have the people that don't have the work ethic or are going to complain about everything. And this is what Mitch talked about this morning. Yeah. You know, the leads are awful. The company doesn't approve anything. Right. Nobody answers the phone. Nobody will answer their door. Right. If you're going to come up with excuses, you're never going to be successful. Right. So you have to decide you want to be successful. Mm -hmm. If you decide to have that success, it will work for you. So anyone that's thinking about becoming a manager, thinking about having a downline, start with one agent. Mm. See how you do with that. Right. Go, go to two, go to three. I wouldn't hire 50 people your first week. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It can be. But you can start small, learn from your mistakes mm -hmm. as you go through your agents. Yeah. And you will create a team that's worth it. You said something very cool. You said uh, you have to decide to be successful. Absolutely. What does that mean? Every day. You have to wake up you every You have to day. wake up every day and do something for your business. You have okay. to, you know, and somebody said, I don't remember who it was, but what did you do today to make yesterday jealous? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's a big thing. I wake up every day and I say, okay, like, what is my to-do list? And I am that person every single morning yeah. I make a to-do list and I shoot down that list. I start with the things that are the most important that need to be done for the business, mm -hmm. for, you know, my own production, for my agent's production, for the team, for recruiting. Yeah. And I just hammer through that list every day. Yeah. And I say, if it's five o'clock and everyone else is running out the door, if I haven't accomplished what I wanted to accomplish for the day, I haven't been successful. Okay. So I'm going to stay or I'm going to go home and I'm going to keep working all night at home. There you go. Because when you want success, you work for it. Now, with deciding to be successful, that's not something that you're necessarily like born with. That's not something that may have been instilled. Like when did you in your life 
okay. decide to be successful. That's a good one. Yeah. I actually was very shy when I was young, believe it or not. I do not I don't stop that. talking now. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. When I actually started the mortgage business, I used to hide in a room to make phone calls so nobody else could hear me making oh, phone wow. calls. So I was a late bloomer when it came to knowing my own worth in sales and in okay. business and knowing that I wanted to be that successful. Right. I knew I always wanted to have a business and I always wanted that idea of being my own boss. But I think I've gone to a lot of like growth seminars and wealth seminars mm-hmm. and read a lot of books and yeah. watch videos. And I'm all about, you know, promoting myself and right. self-help books, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's so important. Like we say, you know, surround yourself with other successful people. If you want to be successful, yeah, definitely. I do it constantly, you mm-hmm. know, with friends that I hang out with, but I also expose myself to those other outside resources. Okay. But when was that? When did you decide? When? When did I decide? I see. Okay, that's the journey that got you there. And that's, so I was super successful in the mortgage business as well. Right. So I As you were quiet out, in the closet. Talking after I was quiet in the closet. <laughs> I started out as just a sales assistant. Okay. And I started seeing how much money all the mortgage people were making in sales. And I said, I can do that. Mm. There's got to be a way I can right. do that. And then I sat in a closet and made my calls where no one could hear me. And I built my way up to an account executive, to a senior account executive, Mm -hmm. to a branch manager, Mm -hmm. and just kept working my way up. Right. And that's when I realized I don't like this glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. I want more. And that was when I really decided I wanted to be successful. Right. So I think the mortgage business started it for me. But when I got into insurance, it was like, that was it. So I knew that was my path. So with the transition, you didn't have to re-decide no, to no. be successful. You already knew. But like I said, every day, you have to re-decide every day to be successful. Because okay. we all have bad days. I yeah. mean, I live in Boston. You could have 10 <laughs> feet of snow outside and not want to leave your house. That's but very true. you do telesales. Yeah. You know, or, you know, your kids are sick or mm. there's always something. If you want yeah. to have an excuse, you will find one. I got you. And another one of my famous lines that Josh loves is you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't make both. But you can't make both. No. Nope. That's very true. That's very true. Yep. What uh? So where do you see the future of your agency? Where do you see the future for your agency and senior life? Let's see. Definitely want to be doing a million dollars a month. Yeah. That's for sure. Definitely. That's my goal. I'm mm-hmm. sure it will get larger from there. But, right. <laughs> you know, a million dollars a month is really like where I see everything getting to with yeah. what we're doing right now. But, and having a team of all, mostly successful agents, I can't say all because that never will be the case. Right. But I want to get to a point where I'm streamlining it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not letting those people stick around for six, 10, 12, 24 months right. that are writing a piece of business a year. Right. You know, that's just... The time wasters, you know, you mm-hmm. have the, and Josh mentioned yesterday, you have the energy suckers and the energy givers. Mm-hmm. The people that suck your energy are going to take up 85% of your time yeah. if you let them. Yeah. So that's something me being so nice and not being able to be mean, <laughs> I feel bad for everyone. They give me the excuse. I'm like, oh, well, but their kid was sick. Oh, right. they had a hangnail. And Michelle's like, they're done. You <laughs> so, said hangnail? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should hear some of the stories we've heard. I've had people fall off ladders. I mean, about everything you can hear. Right. But you know, again, it's making excuses and yeah. I need to toughen myself mm-hmm. to grow. And I know that, mm-hmm. um, having Michelle's great cause yeah. they have that balance. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what I need is I need to, you know, we're going to streamline this. We're going to trim the fat, yeah. you know, get rid of the people that don't really want to be here. Right. Because I feel like if we want to stay a family and we want to grow, we all have to have the same goals. Mm. There you go. There you go. So, uh, I always, anybody that comes on the podcast, you know, I want to make sure that we cover everything. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you want to touch on or want to say before we get out of here today? I think we pretty much addressed everything. We covered everything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's thank definitely been a me. pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time because I know you traveled a very long way to be here. And I really hope that the, uh, event that Josh and Robert Shiver and Ron held this week really helped you. And, uh, like I said, I was there whenever, um, 
I mean, Ron was just giving it to you straight amazing. about yes. some s- certain things. And I, I'm really excited to see how those things benefit you in the future. And I know that, uh, like you said, when you showed up for the first time at the home office, so many people already knew who you are. It was great. Because I feel like you, that you are definitely a shining star and it's definitely, you. you're, it's very bright as soon as you walk through the door. And so uh, that's why it was so easy to recognize you for so many people. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. And uh, like we say on every podcast, uh, it's senior life, all your life. <laughs>